Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. You know, just a few weeks ago, President Trump showed up unannounced at a church in the D.C. area where at the end of the service, the pastor prayed over him. What a privilege. And at the same time, an intimidating prospect. How tempted would you be to pray something flattering? Or maybe if the president wasn't your cup of tea, even a little bit rude. But that's not what this pastor did. Rather, he prayed a bold biblical prayer, recognizing God as our only leader and as the giver of wisdom. He prayed that this president would not despise godly wisdom, but cling to it and not be a fool. He prayed that this president would know the love of God displayed in the cross of Jesus. All in all, it was an incredible model of how we should pray for our government leaders. So what would you have prayed? What would you have said in a spontaneous meeting like that? Would the gospel be ready on your lips? Would you have the boldness to say what needed to be said without being rude or inappropriate? Would your words have been seasoned with salt? In the book of Acts, chapter 24, we find a similar situation. Paul has been whisked away under the armed guard of the city of Jerusalem and transported to Caesarea to appear before Felix the governor. Paul is accused of stirring up riots among all the Jewish people throughout all the world and also of profaning the temple in Jerusalem. And Paul responds by saying, this isn't true, and they can't prove any of it. So court adjourns for a couple of days, and during the waiting period, Felix and his wife Drusilla have private meetings with Paul because they wanted to hear him speak about his faith in Christ. And listen to what the text says. Acts chapter 24, verses 24 and 25. After some days, Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. Well, church history tells us that Felix was a brutal leader and a master of cruelty. Drusilla was his third wife, and Felix was her second husband, and the whole love affair was, well, just that. It was an illicit affair. So when Dr. Luke describes Paul's presentation of the gospel and its effects, the words righteousness, self-control, and the coming judgment were not just random words that Paul picked out. He really did speak to them concerning the obvious and blatant sin in their lives and what it would bring. Paul was lovingly honest and bold, so much so that it alarmed Felix. In other words, he was convicted of his sin. So what did he do? Well, he did what many of us do. He pushed the gospel away. He tried to put the Holy Spirit off. He got out from underneath the conviction as quickly and conveniently as he could. He made excuses. R. Kent Hughes makes this comment. Two tragedies are possible for every human soul. The first is the tragedy of never trembling, of never coming face to face with one's sin before a holy God. The second tragedy is the tragedy of disregarding such spirit-produced trembling. I pray 
that as you come to the understanding that there is a completely holy and righteous God and that you stand in rebellion to him because of your sin, that you will also come to know that since you were helpless to do anything to make yourself righteous before him, that he in his great love provided the gift of his perfect son, Jesus, to stand in your place, to receive your punishment, and to face God's wrath. And then he rose from the dead to triumph over sin. And through repentance of your sin and your sinful lifestyle and faith in the work of Jesus, you can become a child of God. When you pray today, please remember our Creative Access missionaries in China who are sharing this same message with boldness. Also remember the Kannada Life Word broadcast in India. <music>